0: Hi, and welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast, Season 2, Episode 31. I'm Sonia Wood, and I have another short story to share with you from The King's Daughter and other short stories for girls, for any ages, and for boys and girls, actually. In fact, these stories were written in the 1800s, late 1800s, and according to the information, it's for 9 to 12-year-olds, But I think that it's for any age, because every story has a moral in it and a lesson that I think is good for all of us. Today's story is an encouragement to us to remember the importance of including others, making them feel welcome and loved. It's also about discovering the gifts in others, especially those that we have welcomed and loved and not excluded, but rather included So that is why I've called today's podcast, Including Others. And I really hope that you're going to find this story to be helpful to you and to your children and to whoever else. So here it is. It's actually in the book. It's called They Took Me In. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. And you can have a listen to the story. And thanks for listening to this episode today. Bye for now. They took me in. Who is she? Couldn't say. She's a stranger here, I think. Yes, she lives in that little house down by the bridge. You know, girls, that tiny bit of a house covered with that white rose, where we always got lots of flowers to decorate with, because no one ever lived there. Wow, the house has almost tumbled down. How can anyone live there now? No one would if they were not poor, Of course you can tell by the girls' clothes that she is poor. Come on, girls, never mind talking about her, said one of the number impatiently. What difference does it make to us who she is? We will be late. And the troop of girls merrily passed on down the street. Meantime, the subject of this conversation was hurrying in another direction. Her eyes blinded by the quick tears that had sprung unbidden to them, "'when the wistful glance she had cast at the girls "'had been met with only those of cold curiosity. "'It is hard to be so alone,' she murmured, "'but I must not let Mamma know.' "'The girls went on their way, unconscious of the wistful look "'or unthinking that they had been in any way unkind. "'Nellie Ross had noticed, however, "'and she was thoughtful all the afternoon.' How must it feel, she wondered, to be alone among strangers. As they were returning home towards night, she whispered to her friend. Do you know, Mabel, I cannot help thinking of that girl that we met this morning. What girl? asked Mabel, with a slightly puzzled air. Why, the one that Margaret said she lived in the little cottage, you know. Oh yes, well what about her? Why, she looked at us so wistfully, and I never seen anyone with her. She must be so lonely. Well, you know what the Bible says. I was a stranger, and yet he took me in. This girl is a stranger. Don't you think we might apply that? Just what are you thinking of, Neelie? I was thinking that we might call on her and ask her to join our Sabbath school class, and that might open the way. Mabel laughed. You're always a regular missionary, Nellie, but I hardly believe I care to go with you, she said with a shrug of her shoulders. Nellie was disappointed, but she said no more, for she had learnt the uselessness of arguing with Mabel, so she determined to make her call alone. Nellie felt a little timid as she presented herself at the tiny home the next afternoon. The girl herself answered her rap, and invited her into the wee living room. In an easy chair at one side of the fireplace reclined a delicate, sweet-faced woman. My name is Nellie Ross, and I've noticed you and thought you were a stranger here, began Nellie in the winning way that had always won her many friends. And so I thought I would call and ask you to join our Sabbath school class. We have such good times, and Mrs. Allen, our teacher, is so interesting. I, 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 I would like to go... The girl faltered, but, but they are all such strangers to me, and and that will not matter, declared Neely. I will come with you, and will introduce you to the rest of the girls. I ah, thank you, my dear, said the woman, before the girl could answer again. I am sure Edna will be glad to go. It has been rather a trying time for her, I fear, since we came here, although she has never complained, for fear it might worry me. She was always in church and Sabbath school work at home, but my health failed and the physician said that a winter here might save my life. My husband could not come with me, for he must work at home to get money to pay our expenses. So Edna gave up her school and everything to come with me. We are compelled to live very cheaply, you see, but I am getting better and I think I shall get quite well if only Edna can be contented here with a fond glance at her daughter. Of course I shall be contented, Mother, of course I shall, replied Edna. I'm sure she'll like the Sabbath school very much, said Nellie earnestly, and I will come for her tomorrow. She did so, and Edna went with her, although she felt a little shy. But the warm welcome given by Mrs. Allen and the friendliness of the girls soon made her feel at home. It was not until the school joined in the singing of the last song that she so far forgot herself as to join in with the singing. Then the girls were astonished. She sang alto beautifully. Really, cried one of them as soon as they were dismissed, you must join our young people's choir, will you, will you? We do need an alto so badly. From that time on, Edna had no cause for loneliness, for she was one of the girls And her mother smiled and grew better. Little self-denials, little honesties, little passing words of sympathy, little nameless acts of kindness, little silent victories over favourite temptations. These are the silent threads of gold, which, when woven together, gleam out so brightly in the pattern of life that God approves.